Hello and welcome to the No BS Approach to Motherhood podcast, hosted by Catherine Hay and Shelley McKenzie. We are both mothers and clinical nutritionists who specialize in women's health. We are here to not only bring you the most up-to-date nutritional and health advice when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and children's nutrition, but our main goal is to break through the BS that can come with motherhood. No topic is off limits, so grab a cuppa or a glass of wine and join us for another raw and real conversation surrounding motherhood. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Sleepy Bellies, the ultimate maternity pillow that comes with three detachable pieces designed to provide the optimal support to your back and bump throughout the entire pregnancy. Sleep when you're pregnant can be so challenging to say the least. I honestly would have chosen and maybe still would choose my Sleepy Bellies pregnancy pillow over my husband in bed. This pillow was honestly the best in pregnancy and postpartum and finally allowed me to get a decent night's sleep. Sleepy Bellies is recommended by midwives, physios, osteos, and women's health nurses. And besides getting a good night's sleep, the next best thing about it is Sleepy Bellies offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't just take our word for it. Try it risk-free. Simply head to sleepybellies.com.au or follow the link in our show notes to grab yours today. You will sleep like an angel with sleepy bellies. (laughs) I know, which leads us into this week's episode because it is all about pregnancy insomnia. Honestly, it is, it's not enjoyable. So let's dive into what we can do to support ourselves. Absolutely. And it's so common. I think that's the other thing, you know, pregnancy insomnia, I think affects 80% of pregnant people, which is huge. (laughs) Massive. So please... Disturbances are common in pregnancy. Um, Insomnia is a frequent sleep disturbance experienced by any stage of the trimesters during pregnancy. And these can be caused from many different reasons. And these reasons could include anxiety disorders, mood disorders, breathing-related sleep disorders, and obviously things like restless leg syndrome, nutrient deficiencies, um, sleep hygiene, the temperature of your room, if you've got any aches and pains in your back in your neck in your you know abdomen all of these things we have to take into consideration consideration when we're looking at sleep disturbances um but usually we really see pregnancy insomnia insomnia ramp up in third trimester um but very frequent in first trimester as well due to hormonal shifts and changes so we want to give you some tips, diet and lifestyle. Um, obviously, there are some supplements that we can use for this as well that can just ease you into a better night's sleep um, as best as we can whilst being pregnant. So let's start with the frequent urination picture because most women in pregnancy from early on will experience this. And this is a reason that they are getting out of bed. And you and I often promote natural electrolytes to help you know the the body absorb water from cellular level and so a couple of things around this is in your water add a lemon pinch of good quality salt like a himalayan or celtic sea salt that will really help i also say to my clients if they can get 
their water intake in during the day and then of an evening, you know, even by 4 p.m., try to just switch to like a mineral or a soda water and just sip on it. It's just there to quench your thirst. So you're really starting to limit how much water you're actually having. It is not uncommon for it to go through the whole day and then when we go, oh, I haven't drank enough water today and all of a sudden at 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock they start ramping up their water, um, which is obviously going to tie into that picture as well so that's just a couple of things do you have anything else that they can do to help with that frequent urination getting up going to the toilet a lot no i mean you've said everything i would recommend yeah. yeah yeah all right and then so let's talk about diet then so complex carbohydrates i love women to add these into their uh dinner meals particularly so we're talking about things like whole grains sweet potato these help increase the production of serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that promotes relaxation and sleep. Again, in I, I feel like this is starting to become less common, but it was told for a very long time, we were told not to add any grains into our dinner meal and have that as our lightest meal. Mm -hmm. But your complex carbohydrates are really important for that sleep picture. Yeah, absolutely. And then there are obviously foods, like we promote whole foods and obviously all foods contain all these different antioxidants, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and the rest of it. But there are some key players here, like magnesium rich foods too. So your dark green leafy veg, a hot cacao. I mean, how nice is cacao and it's full of magnesium. Sometimes that can be stimulating for some pregnant people too. So we have to, again, look at that. But these magnesium is an incredible mineral that we need to promote sleep, melatonin production, that circadian rhythm support. So Things like cacao, figs, green leafy vegetables, bananas, um, you know, even things like walnuts and our um, nuts all contain tryptophan and turkey, things like that, that are, again, promoting that serotonin, which, again, helps us sleep, release melatonin for those good for a good night's sleep. So I think if you're really focusing on good quality proteins, good quality carbohydrates, Essential fatty acids are really important too uh, because, again, they cross the blood-brain barrier and feed the brain. And the more we're feeding the brain for our neurotransmitter production, production, the better off we're going to have a good quality sleep as well. But if we're focusing on all of our macronutrients and building that balanced bowl, so to speak, with your carbohydrates, your fats, your proteins, and your high-fiber-rich foods, you're more so going to be um, including those all of those minerals and nutrients to promote a better night's sleep. Yeah, and things like your magnesium, I mean, you mentioned earlier restless legs. If you're suffering from restless legs, that is a key indication that you need magnesium as well. So getting it in through your food sources, but then you also may like to use a magnesium spray or have a magnesium um, flake bath as well. And then the other thing besides your whole foods is definitely avoiding your caffeine. If you are still drinking coffee as well, we want to be um, avoiding your caffeine after midday. Uh, so Again, if you're suffering from fatigue, some women can still be reaching for the coffee or drinking multiple cups of black tea and things like that. That can really disturb your um, sleep hormones. So stopping that after midday is ideal as well. And then let's talk about, I feel like food, we've kind of covered all the main areas there, but I think sleep hygiene is really important, often overlooked. And these are simple, like we have our sleepy routines for our babies. We need to have our sleepy routines for ourselves as well. So we're looking at what can we do in our lifestyle to actually 
create a restful, peaceful environment for us to go into a better sleep cycle as well. So this is where we want to reduce screen time, reduce, reduce, reduce screen time. I always say to my clients in clinic too, if we can get off all forms of screens an hour before bed, that's really going to help our melatonin production because when we're on screens, it ignites, oh, you're awake. So we get that cortisol released. Our body still thinks we're up and we're working. So we actually don't get that beautiful rest and digest going into parasympathetic nervous system, which we need to be in for a restful night sleep. So, or using the blue light blocker glasses that a lot of people have, if you can't turn off your screens, just to support again, that melatonin sleep cycle. Um, Temperature setting, you know, is your room too hot, too cold? What are you sleeping in? Is that affecting you waking up, um, you know, during the night? What about things like are you, before you go to bed, are you engaging in something that's stimulating your brain? Even, you know, we always say like read a book, but if you're reading a book that you're really invested in, even if it's fiction, nonfiction, whatever that is, that's still going to stimulate your brain being alert and producing cortisol, which is what we don't want when we're going to sleep. So this is what, if you're lost in a romantic novel, which doesn't, you know, get the heart pumping, great, that's fantastic. But practicing, you know, a sleepy time meditation or a guided meditation or even listening to, I'll have to get the name of it. There's a there's a frequency you can listen to on Spotify that really helps set um, your brain into rest and digest and, again, kickstart that melatonin, really calming. So there's many little tips and um, tips and tricks, relaxation techniques, stretching, a bath, whatever that is for you. Um, even smelling lavender. I think there's something yeah. so cool about spritzing lavender on your pillow. Um, it's such a calming flower or herb that we can use um, for stimulating that as well, stimulating or relaxation, stimulating relaxation. Um, they're just some other little tips that I talk about frequently too. Yeah, the lifestyle picture is really important. And I like to say to clients, just follow the sun, right? So like ideally when the sun is going down, that's when these lifestyle um, tips are starting to come in, like dim all the lights in your house. If you don't have dimmers, then turn off the main lights and use candles and lamps and salt lamps, like really try to, to yeah, calm your body, as you said, but just follow the sun, like you know, when the sun is rising and falling, essentially we want to be working with that. Um, and then supplements. So there are some really good supplements that you can use as well. Uh, so magnesium, we've talked about, I don't know about you, Cappy, but I love the Metagenics Carmex. Um, yeah, I think it's <laughs> mummy's little helper regardless. Oh. I have had so many clients that are like, oh my God, this is my savior. It, it's the best for that calming of the nervous system, helping that stress response. Actually, sorry, before we go into supplements, let's also just take it back to our cortisol. The other thing which we haven't talked about is going to bed early. Yeah. So our cortisol is at its lowest at 10 p.m. So yeah. that is when we want to be getting into bed and getting our good hours of sleep before midnight, right? Have you ever had that feeling where you're up past midnight, you haven't drank, you're up past midnight and the next day you wake up feeling hungover and it's drank? It's because from midnight onwards, our cortisol really slowly starts to rise. So at 6am, it's at its peak and we're, we're up, right? So essentially any hours of sleep that you can get before midnight is going to really help you get into that deep restful sleep and you're going to feel so much better. So just 
Climb into bed. Again, if you start in all these practices, when the sun goes down, that is plenty of time. And the other thing I will say, if you we're talking pregnancy insomnia, right? And if you do already have one or two or multiple children, I hear this all the time in clinic and mums will say, oh, but I can't get to bed early because that's just my time once my kid's gone to sleep. And I get it, right? Like I get that time for yourself is really important. But going to bed is also really important. And if you can find windows in your day where you're getting, you know, that me time, whether that's having a nice cup of tea and a little bit of chocolate or whatever, like try to find different times. If your kid goes to bed really late and you're not getting it, find it during the day. But for me, like my kids are in bed at eight. I, I climb into bed at 8.30. I have a half an hour window on my own and that's all I need. I just need half an hour to tap out. So just get a little bit like stricter if you can around that what that looks like as well because do you hear that a lot in client all the time and we need to prioritize sleep that's it we cannot function off minimal hours of sleep and as mothers we know that we know what sleep sleep deprivation is like and there's only uh, there's only so much time you can go in that sleep deprivation phase until it affects every single aspect to your body including inflammation what also is happening when we sleep, we are replacing damaged tissues and cells. So it's not only just for our emotional state the next day, it's for our metabolism, it's for inflammation, it's for chronic health prevention disease. So it's really fundamental. We're getting those hours before midnight in because like Shelly explained, that's our deep restful sleep. When we're in that phase, that's when we're doing the most healing and regeneration of all tissues and cells in our body. So it has to be a priority in my eyes. Yeah. For sure. And you know what? If you are in the phase where your kids are sleeping, and yes, in pregnancy, you might not be getting the most ideal sleep, but after implementing these tips, hopefully you do, knowing that your cortisol is peaking around that 6am, like even if you get your window of you time before your kids wake up, yeah. like there's nothing more delightful than hopping into bed after making a coffee at 6am and having a half an hour, maybe even only 15 minutes to drink my coffee before my kids wake up in the morning. That is me time, right? So find it just somewhere else. But yeah, anyway, then there's supplements. So magnesium. Magnesium, yeah. we've talked about essential. I love glycine and glycine is a really important nutrient for, um, it improves sleep quality. And so that's why I've created the, um, with the Honest Health Co one, the stress and sleep support, because it's supporting your nervous system and your sleep at the same time. Because a lot of the time as mothers, we go to bed wide and tired, right? We And we don't know how to switch off. Then we're scrolling on our phones and it's creating this whole vicious cortisol cycle. So I think anything that you can find with glycine, magnesium, and then there are obviously some herbs, shell, you know, your withanias, your passion flowers. I'm sure you can go a lot more in depth with all of that, again, that are really incredible for sleep. Chamomile, I think, is a really beautiful one for calming the central nervous system as well. So I think you can talk more about the herbies, but I think from a nutrient perspective, I love glycine and magnesium together as well. For sure. And before we move on to herbs, the other one that is really important is vitamin D. So again, not uncommon for most of the Australian population to be deficient in vitamin D. And if you've had your levels checked, your vitamin D status from a GP is 50 and above, but naturopathically, nutritionally, we like to see that 100 and above, minimum 80. So if you've been told your vitamin D is okay and you're sitting in between that 
50 to 80, we would still like to see that higher for that really like vitality to be coming through, right? So your vitamin D is involved in regulating the body's internal clock or, or the cardiac rhythms. Uh, so this is through exposure to natural light, obviously, but also supplementation. Most people are going to need at some point, and that's going to really help with that healthy sleep-wake cycle also. Now, herbies, yeah. So my favorite herb is passion flower. It is safe when pregnant. You can have this via tea. So I like to say to clients with your passion flower, you would take it half an hour at least before bed. The key with passion flower is most people will start to feel their eyelids getting heavy. You need oh. to take yourself off to bed and not push through that. Yeah. Um, because if you push through that, there is the potential that you will then get a second wind and won't kick in. But passion flower as a tea is really beautiful to get the medicinal benefits. You want to seep that for about 15 minutes, whether it's a tea bag or a loose leaf. So you could brew up your tea, go put your kids to bed if you've got kids or go do whatever you need to do, warm shower, whatever, come back and you'll be drinking your tea kind of lukewarm. But passion flower is probably my favorite herb to use. Also, I, I love tart cherry juice as well. Again, safe in pregnancy and you can buy these from most health food stores. Just make sure that there's no added preservatives or sugar in there, but this is full of tryptophan and melatonin, something that Cappy, those hormone, uh, those sleep hormones that Cappy's been talking about. So it helps to promote sleep onset and maintenance, meaning it helps get you to the point of feeling tired, but then helps keep you asleep overnight as well. So tart cherry juice is really beautiful, or that could also be called sour cherry juice, just depending on the brand that you use. What else do I like to use? Yeah, they're like my passion flowers, my go-to, honestly. Like, yes, you've got your chamomiles and everything. I would prefer a client using that maybe during the day to help with that nervous system regulation and then at nighttime really using that passion flower to get them to sleep. I love passion flower. It's like from when I was studying naturopathy, it was one of the just key components almost everyone's treatment plans <laughs> it is seriously the best yeah. i take yeah. the liquid herb every single night love it yeah again yeah. helps with that sleep onset and and yeah. the maintenance so getting you to sleep and keeping you asleep that's the thing the maintenance is something there's we can falling asleep is one thing but staying asleep is another and we hear it time and time in getting again in clinic i'm waking up at around that two or three a.m phase and there's a whole host of reasons why that can be happening and I'm not going to get into that today because this is purely on pregnancy um but it's keeping you asleep is why a lot of these key nutrients your tart cherry juice your glycine and not fighting sleep as soon as you feel like you mentioned shell that onset of the the heavy eyes and okay it's time to sleep if you you need to go to bed then you need to listen to your body signs and symptoms and go to bed Otherwise, if you push on, you will get that second wind and it happens more so than often. And that's when you're in that wired and tired phase. So sleep maintenance and staying asleep is key. Yeah. And something that we didn't touch on in the lifestyle that will help that as well is just establishing a routine. So like many things, we've got routines. We need one around our sleep as well. To help our body clock, let's go to bed at the same time and let's wake up at the same time, ideally each day. Get your morning sunlight, whether that is even just sitting outside in the morning, having a cup of tea while your kids play around you or whatever that looks like for you. Just try to get into some routines that are going to support this overall mm -hmm. sleep pattern. Because as you said, Kat, Happy. sleep is everything and when you are a parent sleep becomes one of the biggest 
conversations you will have. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is like every every new parent is talking about sleep. Everyone talks about sleep in those initial years as a parent and you can do these techniques and tips like start them now in pregnancy and try to keep them going as much as possible there's obviously going to be things you won't be able to do in postpartum particularly if you're waking up breastfeeding all of that but taking your supplements timings all of those things still matter and as you said you're going to be getting your baby into sleep habits anyway and you're going to be wanting to do all these lifestyle tips like dimming the lights and calming of the baby like you want to do all that for your baby so do it for yourself now and get into the right habits before baby comes exactly absolutely and i just wanted to touch on exercise too because Mm. the research is there we know movement every single day alleviates sleep related problems and i see it Time and time again in clinic, the more sedentary we are, the more so we can experience insomnia. So we need adequate rest, but we also need movement every day. And this can be just pushing the pram around the block or going for a gentle walk. It doesn't have to be going to the gym and doing a HIIT workout for 45 minutes. It's just about doing movement, something that resonates with you. And when we look at exercise and sleep and promoting those feel-good, happy neurotransmitters, it actually helps you have a better restful night's sleep and prolonged sleep as well. So it promotes that healthy balance between movement, exercise, waking times and going to sleep. So I just wanted to put a little bit of exercise in there as well because I know, especially in in the early stages of postpartum, we're not going out to exercise, you know, until we get that clearance. So, and that's when you're in your high sleep sleep deprivation phase as well. So that's totally normal. But when you do feel up to it and you want to get into movement, I highly recommend that too. Yeah. And then lastly, create a comfortable sleep environment. So Kathy, you inspired me when I came up to Queensland. Your bedroom is heaven. I was laying in your bed and- <laughs> Oh my God. And you were like, I just wanted to create a hotel vibe. I came home after that weekend. I went to Harris Scarf. I bought a new mattress topper. I bought new sheets online. My bed is now heaven. But create a really nice sleep environment. And the Sleepy Bellies is also going to help with that as well. Making sure you're propping yourself up with the pillows. Invest in your pillows. It is everything. It is so worth it because you will also use that as I mentioned in your postpartum period as well so just create that really nice sleeping environment and a haven that you want to be in that's it I love my bedroom I go there to retreat I am obsessed with my bedroom and it's purely for that I know it's my safe place my relaxation zone and that is where I feel my most calmest so I'm glad I rubbed off on you now you've got a hotel vibes in your room too we do. And I tell you what, Sheet Society, I'd use those sheets for the kids' bedrooms. Yeah. Not on my own, of course. Yeah. Um, their sheets are next level. Anyway. Uh, All right. Well, that is your sleep habits, pregnancy, insomnia picture. Do what you can. Start with one little tip that we, we've mentioned and just keep on adding to it. So make a note, write everything we just spoke about and yeah just add to it as the days and weeks progress and you'll be sleeping like a baby. You'll thank us later. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. That way we can continue to inspire and reach more mamas around the globe. If you would like to get in contact, request a guest or topic, then head to the No BS Approach to Motherhood Instagram page and send us a direct message. 
Otherwise, until next episode, stay sane, mama.